Oh, honey, it's fabulous. Bravo. It's tits on toast, baby, but you make it work. <laughs> well, let's just say it. It's the naked dress. I mean, you're obviously going to have sex with him tonight. Come on, it's our first date. She's not going to have sex. She's just going to look like sex. That's right. I'm just the trailer. Please, if it happens, it happens. Bottoms Wait up. a second. <laughs> I thought you were serious about this guy. You can't sleep with him on the first date. Oh, God. Here she goes again with the rules. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the episode that I've been incorrectly counting down for for the past couple episodes. We're here, episode six. Here we go, folks. Uh, what is this episode called? This is Sarah? called Secret Sex. Secret Sex, episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in case anyone forgot, um, we have to do this every episode. We are the Mirandas. Mirandas. <laughs> I'm uh, Sarah. And I'm Gilly. And Sarah, do you have a tagline yet for like, or what do you think our tagline should be? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm, I, I forget that um, it was kind of on me to come up with one. And no, I think we're going to organically get there. Um, <laughs> maybe something that like Miranda eventually ends up saying would be kind of good. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So I'm so, excited to talk about this episode. This was a great episode. Yeah, you know what? I was just looking at my Manola Blahnik rating, and it was kind of an unfair rating now that I've had a few minutes to think a little bit more mm-hmm. about it. I know you guys are all just dying to dying know. Dying to know, because we've <laughs> been pretty ruthless in our rating system yeah. of the pre- the prior five episodes, and today I think I'm feeling pretty good about what I'm going to rate this episode. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. So, um, Sarah, do you want to do a quick little recap? All right. So the episode starts off with Carrie in um, the – if you watch the intro, you know, there's a picture of Carrie on the bus, and this is actually a great tie-in to the the intro of the show where Carrie is wearing the nude – camisole body you know almost the the naked dress and so it's a photo shoot and you know Carrie has some qualms about it but then she finds out that she gets to keep the dress and then that leads into um Carrie's first date with Mr. Big the girls are over Carrie decides to wear this naked dress on the date and that leads the girls into a conversation about you know are you gonna sleep with them or not and then um Carrie ends up going on a date and spoiler they do sleep with each other very quickly and the episode then follows Carrie's kind of paranoid obsession about whether it was a mistake to sleep on the first date and then also secret sex. Is she um, an example of someone who Big is keeping secret because of all these little signs that we discover throughout the episode? And then there's a great plot line with Miranda who meets a guy at a gym and has like this kind of great connection with and then finds a video of um, porn called spanked in his drawer and finds out that she is dating somebody who likes to be spanked and has a very hilarious um uh coming together at the end and then <laughs> yeah i think it, it really it was just it was a very carrie miranda centric episode but very carrie and big centric yeah definitely um not much with charlotte i don't think right other than the great um <gasps> her example of of oh, when yeah. she's had sex with somebody who she didn't want her friends to know of and it was a um a hasidic folk artist in brooklyn and i wanted to capture the exuberance of youth 
Charlotte quickly became intoxicated by his talent, his strangeness, and the smell of his wool. Magical. Oh my god, that scene. That plot line was so great. Um, Again, that's like more fan fiction that I would love to hear about is like that story. Oh, my God. That's so true. Like, I I mean, living, being in New York, you know, you see people who are Hasidic. I see them quite frequently. Like, I was in Costco today and I saw someone who's Hasidic. And I don't want to sound rude, but I could not think of somebody who was like on the opposite end of anyone who would be like dating potential for me. And I think they probably look at me, too, and feel the same way. So I think it's a mutual understanding that we are not compatible. So the fact that Charlotte, you know, the, Charlotte. as she's called herself, the Episcopalian princess, is, yeah. is in bed with one of God's chosen people. <laughs> so That's a great line. <laughs> yeah, that was an absolutely great line. Um, I like that they had that example of um, Sh- uh, Charlotte's secret sex was this Hasidic artist. And then, um, yeah, should we it's- talk more about the secret sex part of it? That's a huge... Sure. This is like the whole plot line of this episode. Yeah, the, so the plot line of this episode is secret sex, but also I think uh, one that kind of intertwines um, is like when do you have sex when you're just starting to date someone new? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, do you want to start... Where do you want to start, Sarah? Well, I want to start first off kind of chronologically in the episode, you know, Carrie and Big end up having sex on the first date. And Charlotte's point of view is very this very Victorian, like, that's a big mistake. Like, you're giving up your power. You're not going to be respected. Um, Samantha's point is, you know, they can dump you as soon as the first date or the 10th date, so why not? Like, great romance, great, you know, good sex is needed. And then Miranda's kind of, like, kind of goes back and forth, the yeah. mediator. And so Carrie ends up sleeping with Mr. Big, and she's terrified throughout this episode of the consequences of that. And I feel like that's a real fear that people have, or at least discussions that I've had with women about, like, when do you sleep with somebody? Totally. And I actually remember, like, having that conversation, those conversations a little bit more in my early, mid-20s when I was Mm -hmm. more unsure of, like, dating and having been like you know ghosted and whatever flaked on and and me doing that myself it's like there are times when you do think oh man is like is there some sort of system because I think in a way people want to rely on like (laughs) hard facts and numbers right like google tell me what to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) oh my god do you know how many times i've googled something like is this normal (laughs) what does this text mean (laughs) it's like so absurd Um, i mean i've googled like (laughs) i've googled like how do you tell someone that they smell bad oh yeah i mean and like every answer was like you don't It's like, quote, it's like Wait, telling them. I know exactly them, what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like telling someone they have a bad personality. Someone wrote it <laughs> on some message board. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's I, so great. I digress. But anyway, so Carrie, you know, they don't have Google at this point. So Car- unfortunately, her No, they friends... do have Google at this point. 
Well, Gary doesn't know how to use it. Because in, season, in season four, she barely knows how to open her email. So, you know, in season one, that girl is not understanding Google. But so her friends are basically ask Jeeves for her. You know, yeah. she has to kind of figure out, you know, what does this mean that I had sex with him? And then a huge, you know, big part of this episode is that when she they ha- big and her have sex they go to this looks like a great chinese restaurant chinese food restaurant like a little local spot and she runs into a friend who a guy friend who's on a date but doesn't introduce the girl that he's with carrie has to kind of introduce herself and then what we later find yeah. out is that this guy is embarrassed by her because she's not traditionally beautiful Hi, I'm Carrie Bradshaw. I'm an old friend of Mike's. Libby Bialik. It's so nice to finally meet you. So I'll call you. Okay, great. We'll have a have a good dinner. Nice to meet you. I left the table wondering why Mike didn't want to. And but Which, great sex, yeah. great conversation, sweet cheese woman who, you know, as he says, all her friends work in dairy. I loved that so much. <laughs> I didn't get that line. Oh my so god. Good. I love He's it. like, nothing's in common. All her friends work in dairy. <laughs> so like a um, woman, but he's like no i keep her i keep her privately and you know yeah i thought that was really interesting that plot line made me like every time i watch this episode it makes me so sad that plot line or like that because i'm just like oh god like i i think it's true though i think that there are men but more so than women who yes are embarrassed like, they don't want to date down, looks-wise. Yeah, well, I've heard from a guy that I dated, and I was very surprised to hear this. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess it's not that surprising for some people. Is that, like, guys, it, it in a way to, like, impress their friends, like, dating an attractive um, woman gives them some extra, like, bonus points. Yeah, with, with, oh, yeah. With the, with the dudes. And I wonder what what's the equivalent of of women dating a guy with like a lot of money? Do other women uh, find that cool? I don't know. Or... I mean, but it was so fascinating that this guy was he was so connected to this sweet dairy woman Libby, and he was just like, no, like I'm not going to introduce her to my friends. And no, I just um, thought it was she seemed cute, and I thought it was. Really shallow on his Got part. Got some goat cheese. <laughs> it's from the Napa Valley. It's from the Napa Valley. <laughs> I was talking about the goat cheese. Um, yeah, so Carrie then, you know, um, ends up kind of thinking, well, am I that too big? And I wonder, and that kind of plays oh. into Car- and this episode was Carrie Tracker Central. And you can oh just my God. see the wheels spinning. Oh my god, the self-obsession and just like, yeah, the obsessive thinking and it was just like, but then she was projecting it and like completely displacing it off of her. Like it wasn't her being like crazy, it was like big, like doing Mm -hmm. this or whatever and yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, I have a lot of Carrie Trekker um, moments. I do want to go back. Um, yes, I know. I, I kind of brought us away from it. So let's bring us bring no, it back. No, I, I would love to talk more about this quote-unquote, as, as Charlotte said, holding pattern when it comes to when you have sex, when you're, like, just starting to date someone. Mm. Um, well, here, okay, let me start off with my opinion Yes. Um, but with my uh, zinger, and I actually have a Miranda and Samantha zinger combo this week. 
I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. It feels good to be sarcastic. Ooh. Yeah. I have a great Samantha Zinger that I'm not sure you have. Okay, so um, they're all, the four of them are at Carrie's house. I think it's Carrie's house. Getting ready. All yeah. Getting, getting ready and like um, kind of like preparing, like pep talking Carrie before her date with Big. And, you know, they're all kind of going around in circles about like, when do you have sex with somebody? And Charlotte's very much more like traditional and like, you know, after the third date and, um, you know, Carrie's kind of agreeing along those lines. And Miranda said, well, just not the first. And then Samantha comes in with, <laughs> this is like one of my favorite lines, like in the entire series, this like these two lines between Samantha and Miranda. Samantha says, Reality check. A guy can just as easily dump you if you fuck him on the first date as he can if you wait until the 10th. And Miranda goes, when have you had a 10th date? <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because it just so like, it, it just like, like shoots to the next person. And I just like love that one. It sums up them so, so perfectly. <laughs> and um, this is, yeah. Um, that was a great kind of banter. I love all the scenes when it's the four girls. I think the best yeah. kind of conversations happen when all four – very similar to, like, the, the the scene in the cab when all the girls are yes. talking to each other. Um, the ping pong type of banter. Yeah, yeah. Um, witty repartee. Forget the math. Just don't fuck on a first date. You're fine. Third date. Too soon. Reality check. A guy can just as easily dump you if you fuck him on the first date as he can if you wait until the 10th. When have you ever been on a 10th date? And by then, at least you're but yeah. so what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it matters when you sleep with somebody who you're interested in dating long term? So I think the reason why like this is one of my favorite zingers in this series is because I I think there's a lot of truth to it. And I think that just from my own experiences, um, it does not matter. And I think that if you give something weight, then, yeah, it's like kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, like, if you think that it's going to ruin your chances with them, like, maybe it will because that's what you think, you know, and that's yeah. how you're perceiving or judging yourself. Um, but just from experience, like, no, there's, like, no rhyme or reason I find it pretty kind of all over the place. Um, it does not. I mean, I've definitely have waited. Doesn't make a difference. I've definitely, with like my current partner, it was on the second date, and it was because like I was in like a place where I was like, well, I don't know when I'm gonna see this person again, and I, you know, it's it's been a while, so like, whatever, like who cares? And it was very unexpected that um, we ended up dating. I was it was very unexpected for me. You're like, so. we just moved in with each other. <laughs> we just yeah. we, we just moved in with each other. Um, little did I know that. I mean, it, it really goes to show you. I think. Um, I hope I maybe we can we'll cut this or not if I have permission to share. But like, I I waited like quite a bit with um, my yes. current boyfriend, and that was typical i think of me for a while in new york because i had been burned a few times that i was like fuck it like i you know screw it i will wait and you'll make you wait and i think the advice i give now I, I know rachel um this is my little sister and her friend i believe i had some conversation with them about this and i was kind of preaching the the charlotte 
um, mm. mindset. And so and it's weird. I, I never thought that I would be in that camp, but I felt I kind of understood what Charlotte was saying in this. I didn't. Can, I rarely relate to her, and I related to her in this. I think I might. Okay, I think. Okay, maybe I'm breaking my own rules and my own like philosophy right now. But I kind of agree with the little Miranda line that she had, which is like. Just not on the first. <laughs> yeah, just not on the first. Dear God, again, no. Again, I like firmly believe that there are no rules in dating yes. and that you shouldn't feel... I, I hate when people like have lists of rules and stuff like that for dating because yeah. you never know. You never know who you're going to meet and it's just... You know what? I, I think about this with like online dating and I never really got into online dating, but I remember seeing people's profiles and like, you know automatically dismissing them because of some factor like I don't date this I don't date that and then you know when you know Dakota and I met um you know he was I guess I could share this but he was smoking then and I was allergic to dogs and we both went into the date feeling like that was a deal breaker for each other and yet here we are you know yeah and yeah totally you know quit smoking and I'm not allergic to dogs anymore because I got shot so it really goes to show like if I had kept that rule, I would not have met this amazing person and had, you know, this great life. So these rules that Charlotte has maybe prevent her from, I don't know, trying new things, experimenting, giving people a chance. Also, um, like, let's not listen to what Charlotte's saying because she got married to Trey without <laughs> having sex with him. <laughs> Wait, what a great foreshadowing episode for, <laughs> like, you fucked up. Your own rule was what brought you tr- God trained Google. But then again, she wouldn't have met Harry. And then again, she wouldn't have that fantastic apartment. So here, here we here go. we are. So guess what? Maybe her rule. Maybe we're just like back talking here. But um, okay. So do you want to keep talking about this, or can we go into other parts of the episode? Um, there, I, there's well, definitely more to digest with this, though. Well, I would just say like. The reason why I kind of agree with, even though I don't believe in rules, uh, the the reason why I kind of agree with Miranda is, like, not on the first date is because, like, I I think it's important before going into a date, like, kind of assessing, like, where you are and where you're at. And, like, do you want someone to get to know you? And do you want to get to know that person? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that, like, sex will just kind of take, overshadow everything else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that at least try to have, like, one date where you get to know somebody. Um, But, yeah. Anyway. Even more so than, um, so, but this is more so me, but I would suggest to people if they had like rules about about sex i would say a big rule is don't drink a lot on a first date or don't yeah. drink at all like find a first date in which you don't i know a lot of people do because it's that liquid courage yeah. it's fucking terrifying um yeah i know on our first date i was not drinking at all and i think he yeah. had like one beer and mm, we still had this like amazing long date and people weren't drinking um yeah and i find that I tell people that now that I think those are good rules. But then, I mean, then fuck it. Most of dating in New York City involves, like, going to a bar or restaurant. And, you know, you don't want to well, be stuck on a date with somebody and be like, oh, my God, please, like, this is terrible. Well, I think it's a case-by-case basis because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think in general, like, having, like, a sober date, or like, it's it's an it's a actual, like, more, like, sincere way of getting to know somebody. 
Yeah. Because I can think of other dates where I went on where, you know, there was a lot of drinking and it was just like, you know, everything is amazing. You're like, <laughs> yeah, we should totally do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're doing. Yes. What a good idea. And then the next day you're like, wait. What like- about? <laughs> Or it's like a few days later being like, I thought he was really into me. It's like, no, that's like the alcohol. Like you guys no, that's are, tequila. That's... Yeah, you guys are just like pumped to like do anything. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, sober dates and like not drinking on dates, it can be really awkward. But I'm t- I, I find them really great. Um, not that I'm yeah. doing it now because I'm in Dakota. But um, for a bit, I was going on most of my dates without drinking. And it was very nice. And also, if... <laughs> if you find your like for me like no I don't have a rule about like how much I can drink on a date because if I get to the date and I'm like you know when you get that like first little whiff of the date <laughs> and you're like this is gonna go sour <laughs> this is this is bad oh I was like god, god damn it what am I fuck two hours of my life I could be like wasted blowing out my hair for this yeah Um, I could be like cleaning my keyboard or like doing anything else I need I would love to have my older sister on because you know Catherine lived in New York for quite a long time was single for a lot of it and has some amazing (laughs) bad date stories and one of them was so good and I want to share it now but it just doesn't you know we got to talk about the episode but hopefully I'll have her on because honestly living in New York Everyone yes. has a, I mean, most people have a really bad date story, but New York offers like a different breed of bad dates, <laughs> you know, just it a really different does. breed. Um, okay. <laughs> I really want to get into the Miranda plot line. Like finally, the writers okay. are giving us what we want. We have a Miranda plot line and it's okay. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> okay, like, go for okay, it. Okay, right. So, you know, Miranda meets this guy. I, I went over this, you know, he's leaving in the morning. She's at his apartment. He's like, stay um and she takes the opportunity to rifle through his shit which you know fine i i, I, I that I, is so not me, my style i would never go through someone's stuff like me neither <laughs> because i don't <laughs> yeah. me I, neither i wouldn't do it no i wouldn't do that because i'm too afraid like i have like too much anxiety where i'm like i don't need to read into anything like i don't need to like really drive up the blood pressure anymore so like i'm just gonna leave it at that and i also don't want to like find something i that will like oh, yeah. scar me, which is essentially I, what happens, right? Yeah, I, I think what, early twenties, I was definitely a snooper. I was a snooper as a kid. Even my mom would like find me like looking through her like closet, get out of here, you know. Like I was known <laughs> in my family as like the family snooper. Like I'd constantly be going through people's things, like reading people. It was terrible. Um, now I do not do that. I, I I don't. I swear I'm not going through people's shit. But I, it was funny because Miranda was so casual about it, just like. Like, basically, like, rubbing a sweater against her face. Like, kind of creepy. But she's in the apartment. She opens the drawer. She finds the video called Spanked. And she plays it for Carrie. And it's just appalled. She's like, I don't know if I can see this guy again. And the video is, like, bad 80s, 90s porn of just this woman spanking a guy. Just, like, dominatrix just spanking this guy as as the guy's kind of just, like, thrown over her knee. (laughs) And I like how the the writers kind of threaded the secret sex into this, that here was this kind of fantasy, this fetish that he kept secret. And when... Miranda ends up bringing this to light in a very like cheeky way they're they have they go to dinner together and they leave the restaurant and he's like oh god I'm so tired from that flight I need a nap and she's like oh and this whole time I thought you needed a spanking and she like spanks his butt and his face looks like 
so sad. I wish people could see my face or just to watch that part because that actor, wow. Just like, he's just so appalled that she knows. He's like, oh, oh, okay. He's he's mortified. mortified. Meanwhile, Miranda like gives him a little spank on the butt and she's got this like really big, (laughs) huge smile on her face. Like she just like figured him out <laughs> it's so good that whole scene is so great it was <laughs> such a great miranda throughout this series has had scenes like that like awkward sex scenes where she finds this confidence and then it's completely rejected <laughs> right just completely rejected and like i love it when he's walking away and he's so mortified and like you know ashamed and then she just like looks and she like, throws her arms up miranda does that a lot where the guy's walking away and she's like throwing her arms up and like what the fuck just happened but and then the guy never stops going to the gym doesn't call her again and he's just so ashamed of that secret that she kind of found out that he completely ghosts her see I thought it was pretty bold of her to just assume oh, that it yeah. was not only slap his butt, but to assume that it was like his DVD or VHS or whatever. Like, what if it was just like a gag he... gift or like, no. oh. <laughs> or like, <laughs> oh wait, that is such a great. That's like a Reddit theory. That's great. I mean, like, I think there were multiple tapes. Oh, uh, that's why she was able to take one, right? Take one. Yeah, first off, bold move taking someone's porn <laughs> from their apartment and then playing it for your friend. Um, okay, would you break up with a guy if you found a, like, fetish tape like that? No, no. I am. Um, no. I think that, like, first of all, like, like, I don't know. This just, like, again, is another time where I feel like the show is dated. Like, yes, yeah. Where, like kinkiness is kind of like shamed almost uh, uh, except from samantha that is yeah but like it like it was as if it was like the fact that like miranda i don't know it just seemed like it was a big deal like i definitely would bring it up to a friend and be like oh i noticed this um but it seemed like it was kind of like deal breaker or like kind of like her earth was shook you know what i mean yeah i think it was like Oh my God, you know, and then it just, I, um, God, I can't. And it's just spanking. It's not. It is, it is. Like, dear, come on, you know, but it's the, just her reaction to it of leaving the restaurant and her, you know, (laughs) patting him on the butt and his face is just, what a fantastic Miranda scene that we, that we finally got. And we're going to get more of those as the season progresses. Um, but I'm really glad that they had that plot line. And this is very like, pre two girls one cup <laughs> so like yeah if you know you know <laughs> if you know you know and if you don't you don't have to know don't don't know <laughs> um okay so as we go through this episode there's other examples of carrie and big um they end up meeting up again for dinner he takes her to the same chinese restaurant that they went to um the night that they had sex on the first date And then they're walking on the street and he doesn't introduce her to an acquaintance of his. So she's kind of racking this up and he doesn't come to her little like bus revealing party. So she's racking these up in her brain and she even admits that it might be paranoia as like, oh, fuck, like I'm the secret. He doesn't want to date me. And it was classic spinning where you're like grasping for meaning because there's so much uncertainty. And it's but the thing is, it's just like. Is there that much uncertainty? Like, No, you went on just, one date. Yeah, like give him a break. Oh, God. And then she shows up to his apartment. That was bad. 
Oh, well, I think they had plans for her to meet up with him after. Because he said, oh, I'm free after the date. He's like, I'm free after. You're right. You're right. But just showing up drunk and unhinged was was bold. And just kind of like knocking loudly on his door and like. I just came here to tell you that if you're embarrassed or ashamed to be involved with me in any way, that we can no longer see each other. Yeah, I mean, Sarah just Sarah Jessica Parker played that scene beautifully, especially with the martini like flying out, um, like the vodka. Yeah, but um, I just yeah. thought it was like it was for me. It was like the note that I have is like, okay, so she says to Big, like, you won't introduce me to your friends, and like yada yada yada. They've been on one date. Before that, they've run into each other a bunch of I times. Know. One, why would he introduce you to his friends and vice versa? Whatever, you never know. But two, like, why do you feel why do you feel entitled to like, I don't know, call him out yeah. on that? It was. I mean, okay, let's talk about rules. Here's a rule: yeah. <laughs> don't come off crazy right out the fucking get go. <laughs> like, don't like maybe like you know, don't sh- show your hand too soon. I, I, you know, and maybe, I, I don't know, that scene was so uncomfortable because I would so rather never say anything. Um, yeah, that's but, funny, Sarah, because I have in my notes, like, way to show your cards. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, like, wow. You know, and they play games with each other, and, and it's very quick into their relationship how uncertain it is and how unhealthy that is to a relationship yeah. to kind of start that way. Um, but I remember watching it when I was younger and thinking how romantic, like that the uncertainty was desirable Ooh. and that the uncertainty right. was what made it interesting and what made him really interesting. And then you look now and it's like, ooh, you know, you should, it shouldn't be a big question if someone's interested or not. Right. I mean, I do think it is compelling to have that, like, of course, playing, playing, playing hard to get, like, what is it, a tug and pull or. Tug yeah. of War, what, what do they say these days? I don't know, some fucking game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Candy Crush, I don't know, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I think that, um, yeah, that's, that just uh, is not sustainable and, no, like, especially for like mental health reasons and um, I thought it was also kind of funny how she remarked, he said something, like he had a reason why he couldn't make the bus party. And she was like, this is not me. This is about you. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. She said, this isn't me. This is me reacting to your perception of me. I was like, I actually yeah. kind of understood that. <laughs> I was like, you know what, Carrie? I, I get what you're being. It's like when like, you're upset and someone's like, calm down. You're like, well, actually, I wouldn't be as upset if you just say calm down because I was fine before that. Um, yeah, his reasonings were interesting. It was like, well, I took you to the Chinese place twice because I think it's the best dim sum or whatever Chinese food in the city. I didn't introduce you to the friend because I forgot his name and I'm worried I have Alzheimer's. And then the third one was I had court side seats to the the Knicks. And then her face kind of was like, oh, like all my kind of insanity, you know, kind of went away. And then she says, you know, she looks up at him with her very glittery eyeshadow. You know, so is this something for real? And what does he say? He's like, he it goes, could, it could be. Could be. <laughs> I was like, leave her on a fucking, you know. What a fuckboy response, too. Like, right? And then she's like, yes, yes. (laughs) Like, it's a maybe. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, God, I love Dumb and Dumber. Um, but this episode, I thought, felt, maybe it's because Caring Big got with each other, but it felt very much like Sex in the City. Yes, it, yeah. it did feel like we put our Sex in the City, you know, sweatpants on. <laughs> Definitely. And that we're, now we're cozy and we're like starting to get into a developing plot line that's going to be throughout this series. Oh, yeah. Um, great, great fashion in this episode, by the way. I yes. really liked it. There were some really notable... Um, uh fashion just when they were at the apartment um well i think we, before we start talking about fashion we do need to ask ourselves did we like carrie's naked dress and would oh you ever gosh. wear that on a date oh my god sarah you read my mind it's also on my list which yes. is okay so we all know that the naked anyone who watches sex in the city knows that the naked dress is is iconic oh yeah um carrie where is this kind of loose yet tight short uh silk new dress that she got from the photo shoot and she decides to wear it on the first date and my note is is the naked dress trying too hard go for it sarah yes um that was not a dress that was basically <laughs> a long camisole like <laughs> yes first off Bravo if you have large boobs. Like, cause she has a pretty sizable chest that and can yes. pull off that dress um, without wearing Spanx. But that dress was a lot. I loved the – I mean, that's a look that I think a lot of people have tried to pull off. It's an iconic yes. look that Carrie has. Like, the big fur coat, the slutty new dress, the big hair, the high heels. Um, it was a lot for a first date. I would say that the natural curls in her hair is what made it, like – or seem like she didn't care as much. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, per again, this is like a showing your cards thing. Like, I personally don't like getting too dolled up before a first date. Um, mm. I think being presentable and, um, you know, not like overdoing it with the makeup. Um, because I, I want to show that I don't care. You know, <laughs> not in a like a not in like a mean way, but no, like in but a way yeah, that's I know like, you, I, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on the date and like set high expectations by wearing like a super like dolled up outfit. You know, I, I mean, I want to be realistic. You I know? I've always okay when I was early twenties, I would have had, had always had my hair blown out always yeah. would have had like the makeup how I wanted it usually yeah. a low cut black top showing my boobs um I think I still I do that a lot still but I've, <laughs> I've toned down a lot of having my hair and makeup look a certain way because 99% of the time I do not look like that most of the time I have glasses on and I have a bun and I don't wear a low cut top and I don't wear makeup so to show up on a first date as like my shiniest self and then just slowly <laughs> like as you get to know me I like start taking out the layers I always wanted to kind of start somewhere in the middle like and then and then surprise you when I look really nice and then like you're like well, I kind of expected you to look this way the other way I don't want to go too big right away see I like to look as presentable as I can of course because my, like, lows are much lower than yours. <laughs> I don't think my, that's true. My bad days are, like, bad. 
<laughs> but you know what? It's that um, I, I always wear, I would always wear makeup on a date though. Like I'm not, I'm not at the point where like, yeah. I would wear makeup. Um, for a while I played with if I wear my glasses or not because I hate the way I look in my glasses. Oh, and so me too. I hate how my eyes look. I look, they look big. Um, <laughs> so on a couple dates I wore them and then I, the whole date I was like taking them on and off. And the guy was like, whoa, you really take your glasses on and off. And I was like, oh my God, I hate these things. Um, and yeah, because I, I felt for a long time I tried kind of really hard. And so I was like, let me try less. But yeah. I ended up, you know, fidgeting the whole time. But Carrie's outfit, I think, tried way too hard. I love when she walked out and Charlotte's face is like, you're wearing the hat? Well, let's just say it. It's the naked dress. I mean, you're obviously going to have sex with him tonight. Come on, it's our first date. She's not going to have sex. She's just going to look like sex. That's right. <laughs> like, Charlotte's never afraid to be judgmental. I love it. Yeah. And um, so she gets into the limo. And <laughs> he's beside himself. They're like, you yeah. know, I can. Um, he's like, I'll try my best not to get all over you. Or and like, she's like, we're I'm fully capable of, you know, restraining ourselves. And this actually leads us into the point that you wanted to mention, which is before. What, what was the quote that you wanted to mention about adulthood? Oh, OK. So as as Carrie's leaving um, with her outfit on, she looks at the camera, breaks the fourth wall again and then says, is delayed gratification the definition of maturity? Yes. Well, she said isn't delayed gratification isn't, the definition yeah. and, of Yeah, and I honestly, I agreed with her. And can you, can you go into that? Because... Okay, this is from a professional standpoint, okay? So this is... <laughs> no, we're truly from a professional standpoint, I have to teach delayed gratification to my students constantly. And... I ha- it's a skill that has to be developed and worked on, and a lot of my students just don't have it. So I have entire systems in my class called um, Choice mm. Time, and we have timers that delay gratification to try and build that time in. And um, so professionally, right, like I see this every day, and that the more somebody can delay gratification, the more independent they can be, and the higher functioning they usually are. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I, when I, when she said that, I, it really resonated with me of how true that is, and how disciplined you can be without kind of succumbing to basic, like, desires. Like, I want this now, so I'm going to have it. Um, so I do think the hallmark, hallmark of maturity is delayed gratification, or being with, so- able to withstand that. Yeah, so like no, that's interesting because I I feel like I'm the type of person personality where it's like I'm self-disciplined or will like beat myself not into like getting immediate satisfaction for like the challenge or just like I don't know, just cuz I yeah, uh, control myself a lot or whatever. And so but like, whereas I feel like I know some people who are just, like, much more indulgent. Like, I am just, when it comes to, like, I'm, I'm much more, like, cautious and, like, oh, yeah. paranoid than We're I Miranda's. am indulgent. This is, yeah. Like, this is it. You know, I, yeah. I, am, I am not, like, an indulgent person at all. I'm very yeah. cautious. I withhold, I with, kind of withhold. I um, with abstain, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I've also found that like I get a lot from that and I find But does that mean but how for I mean I'm more mature? Probably not. That's that's (laughs) a thing. Like I I don't know if that means I'm more mature. Like 
maybe it gives me a second to have some breathing space and like think about my choices like maybe that's maturity well we're looking at delayed gratification as an ability to exert self-control over desire Um, yes and if you look at little children they have a really difficult time doing that like you look at like the marshmallow test right and then they do studies years later of kids who are able to delay gratification and how they are they have, like, yes. better life outcomes as an adult. So, like, I mean, this is, it's a real thing that delayed gratification is, a you know, equates to. Patience I, I, is a virtue. Pa- patience, right, yeah. Um, is it the hallmark of maturity? I don't know. I don't know. I'm still leaning towards yes. I guess what I'm wondering is, like, what's the end game? Like, what's the end game? Okay, so you're mature. So, like, so what? Yeah, what is the end game? Um being able to handle not getting what you want and you kind of look at Carrie throughout the whole episode completely flailing because she's afraid she's not going to get what she want because she kind of indulged um yeah I don't know this is a good question to explore yeah so um are we ready for the Manolo rating or should we um... I want to mention a couple more fashion Mm -hmm. points Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. Because yes, I, yes, so there yes. was a, it, when the girls were getting ready and Carrie steps out, Miranda basically looked like a, a, the Everlane catalog again. She had this like cool ah, sweater tied funny. around a tank and like gray athleisure wear pants. Very yes. modern. It looked great. Um, Samantha had a great kind of, I think, black jumpsuit type thing. And um, I thought Carrie looked quite beautiful in this episode. There's a scene when she's on her bed in big calls and her makeup yes. hair, it looks it looks really yes. lovely. Yeah, I thought she looked, um, I thought it was like very, re- it wasn't out there fashion like the previous episode with those fucking boa shoes and coat just looked terrible. Um, this episode was all clothing that I'd, I wanted to wear. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I thought everything, yeah, totally. Um, do you do the rating? I think we should do the Wait, oh. I need to tell you my Samantha Zinger. Oh my gosh, yeah, tell me your Samantha Zinger. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Okay, so my Samantha Zinger is this one. I loved it. <laughs> so, you know, Carrie's with the, her girlfriends and they're waiting for the bus to go by. Here you come. You know, they have champagne. The bus rolls up and, you know, Carrie's picture is on there and someone had has drawn a giant penis going into her mouth. And <laughs> Carrie's like horrified. And Samantha says, in New York, no one notices the bus only until it's about to hit them. <laughs> so good. I don't know why I liked that. It was no, like, that's no a one great notices line. it. Don't, it's about to hit them and charlotte um, kind of makes a face which is like she agrees but like also like that's okay that's probably not the best thing to say right now yeah i thought it was good um okay rating do you want me to go first um yes please go first i had a religious experience at manolo blahnik i i'm gonna give this a 3.75 oh geez okay yeah that's and it's okay. probably the highest I'm gonna go first season. My rating may change after you share yours. I'm that susceptible. Okay, so okay, so I wrote down as a gut reaction, I gave it a a two Manolo Blahnik rating. What? But after like talking about it and like thinking a little bit more, like I want to give it a three. <clears throat> okay. Because yeah, we are getting more into like. The characters and the Carrie big dynamic and it's starting to just feel a little bit like it's like it's getting more traction into 
the, you know, the rest of the series. I think there was only like one incident of breaking the fourth wall. There was very little weird jazz slow motion. Yeah. Just like the, the camera antics were a little bit better. Yeah. Writing was a little bit stronger. Fashion was good. Like, I, I, I think it was, you know what? I think three, but see, now after talking to you, I want to lower mine. I'm going to go down to 3.5. That's basically a nice pair of shoes, dust bag, maybe a one, one flat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. you, We do not have a full set of two, you know, two pairs of Nola Blahniks yet. Yeah. Um, but I like this episode. Next episode um, leads us to The Monogamous. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is that's the next episode and I and I am positive that it's next episode because I confirmed it because I felt like an idiot the last couple times of being incorrect. Um, I'm excited that, for this one. Well, yeah, and it leaves us off like the, this episode that we just watched with Carrie saying is this something real and then Big is saying, you know, it could be and then they fall into bed and so I believe that there's like a big time skip which happens in Sex and City next week yeah. in which they've been dating and the question of monogamy comes up which I am very yes. excited to talk about. Yeah, me too, me too. Okay, well, this was the Mirandas, everybody. This is the Miranda. I'm Sarah. I'm Gilly. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> Polyamorous. Polygamous. Polygamous. <laughs> <laughs>